So it's not just the mundane concept maps. No, this is more powerful. And this is going to help you so much. If you get stuck, it's going to help you to move forward. You're listening to the Happy Doc Student Podcast, a podcast dedicated to providing clarity to the often mysterious doctoral process. Do you feel like you're losing your mind? Let me and my guests show you how to put more joy in your journey and graduate with your sanity, health, and relationships intact. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Frederick, and this is episode 46. In this episode, I welcome back Vernon Saluzniak. Vern holds his PhD in Computing Technologies and Education from Nova Southeastern University. He is currently Program Director of the EDD Leadership and Innovation Programs at St. Thomas University. He brings over 30 years of experience developing result-driven curriculum and delivering enthusiastic instruction using different technologies. He continuously seeks new ways to enhance instruction, and today he is here to talk about mind mapping. Vern, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's really great to be here, Heather. Last time I had you on the show, you dove into a lot of different topics, and one of those was mind mapping. And I thought it was worth it to have you back on and just really dig into this concept of mind mapping, what it is, and how it can be such a critical tool for people who are working on their doctoral project, their dissertation. So let's mm-hmm. just start with what is mind mapping? Mind mapping is a accelerated learning technique. And I learned this about 25 years ago. Tony Buzan, he was the founder of the mind mapping process. And what he did in his research was he took students and gave them long summary of information. And then he gave them another session where he just gave them uh, short summaries of information. Then the third time he gave them bullets. But then when he gave them bullets, he also had them put a symbol, a color, or a graphic or a picture to it. And in his research, he found that people were able to retain information longer by doing it with bulleted information. So you take a sheet of paper, you put it, not portrait, but landscape. And you begin with a center concept in the middle of it. So if it's your dissertation and you're talking about training and development, your center concept would be training and development. And then off of the center concept are your branches of the different topics that are included in a mind map. However, the key to mind mapping, instead of concept mapping, is the ability to take the word and add a picture, a symbol, a graphic, a color. Because what that does is that creates a physical connection in the brain. And that way you'll never forget the information. And so that's the power of mind mapping especially as you get ready to do a research study, you can begin mind mapping your whole process and it'll give you that visual picture in one sheet of paper. And you know what? I love that you're bringing up the colors and the visuals because last night I was talking to my daughters and I said, oh, tomorrow I'm interviewing Vern again and we're going to talk about mind mapping. Do you guys do that in school? And they're like, what's mind mapping? And I said, you know, it's kind of like brainstorming. 
But I realized as I sat down to prepare for this, it's so much more than brainstorming. When I think about brainstorming, I just get out a pen and I'm writing down words. Mm -hmm. I don't have out my colored pencils or markers. I'm not drawing figures. And that really can be a key component of why this is such a powerful technique is maybe at least for me getting out of my comfort zone of just kind of list making and outlining mm -hmm. and bringing in this other part of my brain so that right. I'm engaging both of them together for this synergistic, like powerful, it's like taking it up to the next level. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you mentioned something that's so important about the brain and if you think about the brain, um, the right brain says, I'm very creative, I'm a free spirit, I'm very passionate, I'm the sound of a roaring laughter, I'm taste. And uh, when you think about the other side of the brain, the left side, that deals with the words and the logic and the numbers and the sequencing and the linearity and the analysis. And all of those pieces are part of the dissertation. So a right brain person needs to train themselves to organize their thoughts using a picture, a symbol, a graphic, or a color. So that's what's really cool about it. You know, when you're taking notes, it's very linear in nature. When you finish taking your notes, do you ever go back and read them and try to make sense out of those notes? And sometimes, I know for me, they usually ended up in the trash because I didn't understand what I was writing in my notes. But with mind mapping, when you add the picture, the symbol, or the graphic, it's that physical connection that is created that you'll never forget it. And, you know, as you were talking, I thought of times where mind mapping would be really helpful. And one would be in the content courses when you're trying to actually master content, whether yeah. that's statistics or research methods or, you know, leadership, whatever class you're in, what you just described is helping someone take information and really own it, really master it, not just parrot it back on some level of understanding that we expect at those lower bachelor's, master's levels type. I'm thinking the Bloom's taxonomy triangle, yes. really moving yes. them up towards the pinnacle of that triangle. Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. then you're talking about it's just this one piece of paper that has all these thoughts on it in an organized way. I mean, it might not look organized, but when you're working on your dissertation or your doctoral project, people get so embedded in the process, they start to forget what story they're telling. And I know as a chair or a committee member, sometimes I will read a chapter multiple times. And I'm like, it's just not clicking. There's something not aligned here. It's not telling this flowing story. And I'm thinking oh, maybe what I need to do is suggest that those students go back and do a mind map so they can see. It's almost yeah. like a blueprint. Yeah, exactly. One of the things that I did, Heather, before I wrote my book is I mind mapped my entire book. I had all the first chapters and then each section of those chapters, I mind mapped the whole thing before I started writing. Then I began writing. But what it allowed me to do was to tell my story. And see, that's the power for your dissertation. When you're looking at chapter one and you're starting to write down your problem statement and your purpose statement and uh, your research questions, your methodology, all those can be uh, part of your mind map. And then you draw a little picture. If you're thinking about your problem statement, you can draw somebody's face with a, a question mark. 
So that's the fun of it is that to take something that's so difficult to do and take so much time and make it fun as you're working on it. You know, I'm all about expanding people's fun and joy while they're in this process. But as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, for someone like me who doesn't consider themselves artistic, when you're teaching this, is it a challenge sometimes for students that go, I couldn't even draw a book. What do you do for those students that believe they aren't artistic? Figures, (laughs) smiley faces, anything like that. (laughs) So there's no excuse. No, no, no excuse at all. That's if you do it manually. However, if you do it with a computer, you can copy and paste pictures and graphics and symbols into that mind map as you're creating it. And so that's fun as well because mind map programs give you a lot of emojis that you can include in there as you're creating it. Do you notice a difference between doing it manually? Because I'm thinking, get a big, huge piece of paper, like a poster board, mind map, and even pin it up where you're working. That would be a personal choice. And uh, once they have the mind map done on the computer, all they have to do is print it out in color and then put it up by their computer as they're working on their study. Do you have favorite programs that you use that you recommend? I do. There's programs like iMindMap. FreeMind is a free mind mapping program. MindManager is another one. VisualMind, MindGenius. Those are just some of the examples of some of the mind maps that you can get on your iPhone as well. And I'll be sure to put in the show notes all those programs that you just mentioned. So if the listeners are going, wait, what was that? I'll be sure to have those in the show notes. It really is this fantastic technique where it's not just helping you organize your thoughts, helping you create a coherent story, engaging you in ways that make this a little more fun. It's probably leading to a better product. Oh, by all means, by all means, because it's giving you the opportunity to really think through your story that is crafted to you personally. This process, for those people who Uh, really have a difficult time remembering and have a hard time recalling the information, you can start cataloging through a mind mapping process. Well, I'm really excited. I'm guessing there are many listeners out there. Maybe they've heard about this. Maybe they haven't. Maybe they've used it in other venues. I know I've used it at work, but I am thinking there are a lot of students out there that are going, I'm going to give this a try tonight. I could see how it would help you work through a potential writer's block. You're working on your dissertation and you're thinking, Mm -hmm. okay, what goes next or what makes sense to go next? If you had your mind map, it would all make sense. Yeah. It would kind of give you the the path. It gives you that oomph to keep on going, you know? And, And we always say, what is the best dissertation? A done dissertation. And a colorful dissertation is even better. And again, the most important thing is it's not a concept map because concept maps are just graphics and pictures, uh, lines and circles and so forth. They don't have the connection, which is the process of the brain taking that information and connecting it. And that way you'll never, ever forget that information. Well, I have a couple of students I'm thinking of right now as you're talking that I'm going to send this episode to right away. 
and ask them to give this mind mapping a try because I think it could be what leads to those aha moments. Oh, this is what I'm trying to say. This is the story that I want to tell. Yeah. The beauty of it is that a mind map goes from big concept to very fine detail. And what is the process of a dissertation? A funnel. You go from the big conceptual view down to the very fine detail. Yeah, I'm imagining that if someone actually took the time to do this exercise, which would be a lot of fun, that they could, when they're sitting down, look up at the mind map and go, you know what, today I think I'll write about this branch, or I'm going to go and revise this section. And it would be, again, just this motivational tool Mm-hmm. that helps you stay on track. You could even maybe highlight the areas that you've written about. Oh, look how much of my mind map now I've covered, either by researching it in the library or writing about it or making an annotated bibliography. So it could even really be an organizational tool. It is an organizational tool, you bet. But I really encourage you to try it, to try it. Even if you're very linear, Try it out and see if it works for you. It's a great organization tool. It's also a great problem-solving tool. Yeah, you know, Vern, you've inspired me. I'm going to borrow my daughter's colored pencils tonight, and I am working on that Happy Doc Student Handbook. And Uh you know what? I thought, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think I have an outline, but I'm going to mind map it tonight and see what new little nuggets or insights come out. And for the chairs out there, I'm going to encourage you because, again, as you're talking, I'm thinking, I would so much rather look at a mind map (laughs) Mm -hmm. than than a boring, dry outline that I'm not really sure how it fits together or I really can't see why the student's putting these things together in this order. And that would be something you could just snap a picture of and email to your chair real quick and they could say, oh, you know what? This part looks really great, but it looks like this part of your mind map is maybe a little underdeveloped or I see pieces totally missing. And I think it would be an interesting way for a chair to engage with a student. And, you know, the other thing, too, Heather, as a chair, it would help also as building a timeline for Mm -hmm. your work, for your dissertation journey. That could be one of the branches is timeline. And when you're going to start doing your chapter one, when you're going to start doing your chapter two, when you're going to start writing your chapter three, four, five as well. So, you know, when you think about mind mapping, it's just not just putting pictures and graphics and so forth. It's a way to remember. It's a way to generate ideas. It helps you organize your thoughts. It's an overview to detail. It's compact. It helps solve problems. It helps you focus on power words. And those are the words that help you with the connection. And it uses words and it uses graphics. It uses color. And so that's the powerful thing of mind maps. So it's not just the mundane concept maps. No, this is more powerful. And this is going to help you so much. If you get stuck, it's going to help you to move forward. Because as you say, Heather, you can look at that map and you say, wow, maybe I'm stuck here. But if I work on my purpose statement, or if I look at the methodology, or if I look at the research design, maybe I can get going on that. One of the things that people should understand, hieroglyphics were a mind map process because they used pictures, graphics, colors, and symbols. It's almost like we're going back to our roots, maybe. 
It is. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, there's something powerful about ancient techniques, right? So if you're yeah. sitting there on your computer, super linear, using the technology to just write a Word doc, I think what we're encouraging you to do here is maybe branch out, try a new technique that will engage a different part of your brain and see what happens. See what magic gets created yes. when you do that. Yes. And can I share this? If you take that dissertation process in your mind map, you can write down your problem statement, your literature review, your methodology, your data analysis collection, and your summary. And you can do that by each branch in your mind map. And I think that would be so helpful at your oral defense to actually have at your elbow. Yep, for sure. I am so excited that you came back to share this powerful technique with the audience. And I'm looking forward to having you back again real soon. I just uh, wish everybody to have fun mind mapping because it's a great, great process. And it's going to make your dissertation journey a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. But until then, I'd like to invite you to visit my website, expandyourhappy.com, where you can download a document I wrote called The Doctoral Journey, 12 Things You Need to Know That They Probably Won't Tell You. And when you download that article, you'll be invited to participate in a seven-day email adventure that will help you kickstart your happy doctoral journey. I'm looking forward to connecting with you there. And until the next episode, I'm sending you more joy for your journey. One more thing, just a quick reminder that the information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. 